We're going to be praying right away, and we're going to still be praying the prayer of thanksgiving for our dear man of God. Second, thing, Second Thessalonians 3 verse 1 says, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free cause and be glorified even as it is with you, and that we may be delivered from the unreasonable and wicked men. Unreasonable and wicked men. For all men have not faith. We're going to be affirming and thanking God that the grace of the grace upon our dear man of God continually increases, and his heartfelt desires of reaching the whole world for the Lord is brought to pass speedily in the name of the Lord Jesus. And we know that we are also inside, we are also part of this um, vision to spread the gospel all around the whole world, reaching every man, every woman, every child with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ and bringing them to the knowledge of the truth of God's word, getting them rapture ready, rapture ready, 6.5 billion souls. So we're going to be thanking God for a man of God that the grace of God upon his life is continually increased and as such his desires, his desires to reach the whole world even in and through us, is brought to pass in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let us begin to pray at this time. Kindly unmute your mic. Mariko Thank <laughs> you. 
Oh, Father, in the day of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for our dear man of God. Pastor, we thank you, O God, because it continually increases in grace, in wisdom, in knowledge, in understanding. His life, hallelujah, is an ever-ending testimony of exceeding grace, great and gracious things. Oh, Lord, we thank you for every dream, every vision, every goal that he has, oh God, for the propagation of the world. 6.5 billion souls. Christianizing the whole world. Yes, hallelujah. They are brought to fusion by the power of the Holy Ghost. In and through us, every one of us. A tool for the propagation of the earth. Hallelujah. Each and every one of us. Keep players in the vision. Keep players in the vision. The things that he has desired to do. Yes, we spearhead those things in the name 
name of the Lord Jesus, getting them done. Before the Lord Jesus Christ comes. Lord, we bless you for our pastor's life. We bless you for your awesome goodness, O God, for your greatness and your grace. Hallelujah. Effectively at work in his life. We thank you for his family, his children. Everyone connected to him. Every project that is on, even at this time. Yes, we thank you for your hands mightily upon them. Hallelujah. Bringing helpers of the world from far and wide, of which we are a key part of. Oh, Lord, we worship your name, God. We bless you. Yes, hallelujah. The many events, the many trainings that he has at this time, oh God. Yes, he's strengthened by your spirit in his inner man. Yes, thank you, precious Father. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. We worship and adore your holy name. For our dear man of God, Pastor Chris, we celebrate your name, oh God. We say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, precious Jesus. For in Jesus' precious name, we pray. Amen. Glory, 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 glory. Glory to God forevermore. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening. Depending on what part of the world you are connected from, you are welcome to be inspired by the word global times of devotion. Hallelujah to the name of the Lord. Praise God. I'd like to say a big thank you to the esteemed Amarak for the opportunity to lead this segment which is the intercessory prayer for the people, nations of the earth, and for our dear man of God, even today as we have prayed, I say thank you so much for the opportunity to lead this kind of prayer for our man of God. I'm grateful for the opportunity. Right now we're going into the praise and worship segment, after which we're going to the rapidity of reality segment. Over to you, dear sister Grace. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Sister Debbie, for that session of intercessory prayer for a man of God. It is such a privilege. Thank you so much, Sister Amara, for the opportunity to lead God's people in worship. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on where you're connected from at this time. Right now, it's time to worship the Lord. Just go ahead and give Him praise. Thank him for the gift of Pastor Chris. Thank you for the gift of his word. Thank you for the gift of his spirit. We give you praise, O God. From the day that I was first to this moment, let him grow. All I feel is your love and your faithfulness. Every step that I have taken, every move that I am making, Lord, it is your mighty guiding me through. Oh, Lord, I'm grateful. That you have been faithful, you fill my heart with your love, and I'm so grateful. Oh Lord, I'm grateful that you have been faithful, you fill my heart with your love. And I'm so grateful. Oh, we thank you for your glory, yes, oh God. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, hey. From the day that I was born to this moment that I'm grown. 
you have been faithful. You fill my heart with your love. And I'm so grateful. Oh, Lord, I'm grateful. You have been faithful. You fill my heart with your love. And I'm so grateful. Oh, Lord, we're grateful. You have the faithful. You fill our hearts with your love. And we're so grateful. Yeah. Lord, I'm grateful that you are my God. I'm so grateful that you know my name. Lord, I'm grateful that you set my life. And I'm so grateful. Lord, we're grateful that you are our God. We're so grateful you know us by name. Lord, we're grateful you saved our lives. Lord, we're so grateful. Oh, Lord, I'm grateful you are my God. I'm so grateful you call me by name. Lord, I'm grateful you saved my life. And I'm so grateful. Oh, Lord, I'm grateful you have been faithful. You fill my heart. With your love, and I'm so grateful. Oh Lord, I'm grateful that you have been faithful. You fill my heart with your love, and I'm so grateful. Lord, we are grateful. Thank you so much, Lord. You fill our hearts with your love. We're grateful that you died for us. We're grateful that you know our name. The relationship with us is personal. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Good morning, esteemed family. Good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are connected from. It's a beautiful Wednesday morning in Lagos, Nigeria. I don't know what it is where you are. Maybe it's evening, maybe it's midnight, maybe it's morning, maybe it's afternoon, but it is a beautiful day that the Lord has made and we rejoice and we are glad in it. Praise the Lord. And we demand that today delivers of all its daily benefits in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Glory, glory, glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. All right. Sister Joy, please help me share your screen. Oh, you're doing that already. God bless you. Be a success for God. Wednesday, the 8th of December, 2021. Be a success for God. I think that this is one of the one of the things that inspired me early in my life to live beyond myself. Be a success for God. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ seated on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Colossians 3, 1 to 2. Each one of us is ordained of God to be very successful. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? I don't take um, the statements in the Rhapsody devotion as casual. Yesterday, we opened the um, Project Messenger Day groups and many people kept sharing about the, their contacts with Pastor Chris, the impact of his message and his ministry. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So many amazing testimonies. Some testimonies you read them and then you're crying. I'm like, God. Each one of us is ordained of God to be very successful. For some of us, only Pastor Chris could have told us this. 
Many, many people preach how that you don't qualify for the, for the blessings of God. You don't qualify. You are not up to it. Many, many things that we've, we had heard until we met Pastor Chris. Um, um, yesterday when we were praying and we we're talking, Sister Excel said, who could have told us that we are perfect? Every day on the social media, every day, virtually in daily conversations, it's common to hear people say we are, we, we, that nobody's perfect. But God says we're perfect. Pastor Chris amplifies that statement to us again and again. And he makes us understand that perfection is measured on, in the, at different stages of life. It's about what God called you to do. It's about God's expectation for you at that moment. I am perfect. You are perfect. We're grateful to God for the man of God, Pastor Chris. And I hope that you took time to pray for him yesterday. We talked about the 15 minutes, Lord. I believe that the window is still open. Sister Joy, post the link again on the chat room. If you haven't yet prayed for Pastor Chris, please find that 15 minutes to pray for him. Each one of us is ordained of God to be very successful, but you can't really be a success until you know God's plan for your life. You could be a success for you or for those cheering you on, but being a success for God is what counts. A success for you means you've achieved your goals and your dreams. Brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters, um, when we started this month, if you remember very well, it was on the first, and I said, no selfish Christianity in this new year. No, don't live for yourself in this new year. Gone are the days when you set goals and target based on the inspiration, the things that you, that you desire. Gone are those days. Now is the time when you will seek the attention of the Lord to know what he wants. And see, um, even though it is for a different goal, those of us who said we want to do a hundred million, we already, we started today a 21 days of prayer and fasting. But you don't have to be a part of that team to, to pray and to fast. It is the way for you to align yourself with God's plan and desires and dreams for you in the new year. You just find that there were certain things that I, I did share the other day. I said, the thing about prayer is that when you pray, something that you used to be passionate about, that the spirit of God doesn't want you to do or doesn't align with his perfect will for you. You just find that the passion and the desire for that thing dwells. It just dies a natural death. When you used to talk about it or think about it, you used to be, used to be super excited about it, but suddenly you are not. It happens when you pray. And then sometimes there are even things you never thought about, but suddenly God inspires the thoughts in your heart. And then every day it's becoming stronger and stronger. I'll recommend that you take at least seven days in this December to pray and to fast so that you can be aligned with God's goals and dreams for 2022. Let, the, let what God wants to do in 2022 drop in your spirit and that should form your goals and your dreams for 2022. Seven days of prayer and fasting. Have your notepads. Listen to the messages on purpose that I sent out. Finding and fulfilling your purpose. I did send out that series of messages. You need to listen to it this period. Then have your book your pen that you will write as he talks to you. Then the books you must read this period, recreating your world. When God visits you, the power of thoughts, now that you are born again, and the power of your mind, as well as how to make your faith work. Prophecy, understanding the power that controls your future. Some of these books are less than an hour's read. So there are some of them you can read two in a day, you can read three in a day. When I read Recreating Your World two days ago, it, 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 I, I read it in less than 40 minutes. This thing that I'm telling you all, please do it. I want every one of us working in God's perfect will for our lives next year, this new ministry year, and in the coming calendar year, 2022. Brothers and sisters, you would realize that the best place to be in life is to be in God's perfect will. You will suddenly realize that many things you used to struggle about no longer are a struggle. They are now easy. You would enjoy your life more than ever before. If you have never felt the sense of enjoyment, enjoyment of life, you will feel it. Do the seven days that I'm telling you. Choose any seven days that works for you. I'm talking to those who are not a part of the 21 days of prayer and fast that we've already started today. Praise God. 
A success for you means you've achieved your goals and your dreams. A success for the world means you fulfill the world's dream and expectation of you. What's the world dream and expectation of a young man or young woman? You know, you go to school, you come out, um, get a good result, get a good job, get married, have kids, build a house, buy a car, you know, and just live the good life. That's the world's ex expectation of you. But these are in true success. True success means you've achieved God's goals and dreams. Success for life means your accomplishment on the basis of God's calling, his vision, his dream, and his plans for your life, for your life. So my question means to you is, do you know God's dream for you? Do you know God's calling upon your life? Do you know the vision he had planned out for you? Do you know his plans for you? If you don't, you can know this December. Don't enter January 1st without knowing certainly what God wants you to do. And it always has to be done in God's way, not man's way. You measure success at different points in your life. In academics, for example, if you were in class one and you were successful in your exams, that's success in that class, not class, that, that is success in that class, not class two or three. Somebody else who is in class two or three will be measured accordingly. When you get to a higher class, you will again be rated by the corresponding standards and requirements of that class. So success is relative. And that's, that's also the thing I was talking about perfection. Perfection is relative. So in that class where you score in class one, where you score 100 over 100, you are, you are termed a perfect student for that class. But if in class one, you were given the exams of class six, you may not get 100 over 100. You are not even going to get 100 over 100 because you have to have been trained for the exam of class six before you are put to write the exam. So you see that success and perfection is measured at the level that God has called you to play in at, at that time. That is why some of the things that you used to do before that goes no longer goes because you are still playing in primary one and God has promoted you to primary six. You became born again six years ago. What worked six years ago may not work this year because God expects more of you. Success is relative. Be determined that at different stages of your life, you'll be very successful. The word very. In line with God's plan for your life. The most important thing to you should always be, what does God want? What does he think? That's the only way you know whether or not you are successful. And remember, his will, plan, and purpose will always be consistent with his word, the scriptures. Remember, his will, his plan, and his purpose will always be consistent with his word, the scriptures. There are many who don't care to know what God thinks. Some don't even think that God has an individual plan for their lives to care for them. But the truth is he does. Did you hear that? Did you get that? He has an individual plan for you, for your life. And you're going to get that plan. For 2022, you must get it. You must get it. If you've been part of this devotion, whether since it started or you joined along the way, 2022 is not for you. 2022 is for God. You're going to live his dreams. You're going to be the reality of his desires. Brothers and sisters, I promise you it's the best place to be. I know what I'm talking about. Some of you have monies in your pockets, but you are not happy. You thought it was money. Let's make money. You've made money now. There's still no fulfillment because you are living your dream. It's time to live God's dream. There are many who don't think that God has an individual plan for their lives to take care of them. But the truth is he does. The Bible says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Jeremiah 29 and verse 11, NIV. He not only cares, he has a plan that's not only com communicable, but one that can and must be actu actuated. When he said a plan that's not only communicable, that means he would communicate the plans to you. And that's why you're gonna to have to spend those seven days praying and fasting and seeking his attention to expose to you all that he wants for your life, especially for the new year that we have started. Praise God. Brothers and sisters, God has a plan to prosper you. 
Many people think that if I accept God's plan, maybe he will call me into ministry. Even if he called you into ministry, trust me, you will live your best life. You would live your best life. Maybe the thing that he's going to ask me to do is something I would not like. No, he made you now. He's not the one that made you. He knows what you like. Wives, husbands, you've been married for some years. By now, you know what your husband likes. Why, um, husbands, by now, you know what your wife likes. If you've only been married for five years and you already know what your husband likes, is it God that would not know what you like? Brothers and sisters, drop all those notions about God that you picked along the way. You need to unlearn so that you can relearn. And that's one of the reasons for this daily devotion, to bring the word to, your, to the place of understanding and relationship for you. So you can relate with God as a, as a real tangible father who genuinely cares about you, who loves you and wants the best for you. Make up your mind. Don't worry about whether you will like it or not. You would like it. You would like it. Trust me. I look through the scriptures. Even when Isaac's wife came, he did not know her before she arrived. The Bible says Isaac loved her when she arrived. You say, ah, if I go for the woman that God is telling me, maybe I will not like her. Liking is a choice. And the ability to like is God that put it in man. Was it not God that brought Eve? And the Bible says when Adam saw Eve, he fell in love with her. It's God that started this love journey. Oh. This falling in love that you people are falling in love. Stop falling. Walk in love. Walk in love. So don't at any point in time feel like God does not understand you. He made you. He understands you more than you would ever understand. You bought a phone. Even you that is using the phone, you don't know more than the manufacturer how much the phone can do, right? That is why he gave you a manual. If God made you, you can't know more than him what you are capable of. This is one reason you must seek his attention for 2022. Praise God. Glory to God. I'm going to hand over to Sister Joy right now for the next segment. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Ma. Praise God. Thank you for today's ministration. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening, depending on what part of the world you are connected from at this time. Our study, 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 to 16. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Acts 26, 18 to 19. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles, unto whom now I send thee, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith. That is in me. Praise God. Second Corinthians 5, 14 to 15. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead, and that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again praise god so right now we're going to take the prayer together you don't have to mute your mic just repeat after me wherever you are dear lord thank you for leading and guiding me into your plans visions dreams and purpose for my life my only passion is the expansion of your kingdom propagating christ's love and the salvation of souls around the world. I'm deeply committed to your heartbeat, increasing the influence, impact, spread and penetration of the gospel here on earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. So right now we are going to move- Sister Joy, I will share the screen the for you. Okay, all right. Thank you so much, Ma. We're going to move over to the New Testament Bible reading of the one-year Bible plan. Wow, just like yesterday, we are already in the book of 
Revelation. Hallelujah. So today we can we start with Revelation chapter one. Praise God, the message Bible. Verse one, a revealing of Jesus the Messiah. God gave it to make plain to his servants what is about to happen. He published and delivered it by angel to his servant, John. And John told everything he saw. God's word, the witness of Jesus Christ. How, how blessed the reader, how blessed the hearers and keepers of these oracle words. All the words reaching, written in this book. Time is just about up. Verse 4 caption, his eyes pouring fire blaze. I, John, am writing these to the seven churches in Asia province. All the best to you from the God who is, the God who was, and the God about to arrive, and from the seven spirits assembled before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, loyal witness, firstborn from the dead, ruler of all earthly kings. Glory and strength to Christ, who loves us, who blood washed our sins from our lives, who made us a kingdom, priest for his father forever. And yes, he's on his way. Riding the clouds, he'll be seen by every eye, those who mocked and killed him will see him. People from all nations and all times will tear their clothes in lament. Oh, yes. The master declares, I'm A to Z. I'm the God who is, the God who was, and the God about to arrive, and the sovereign strong. I join with you all the way in the trial and the kingdom and the passion of patience in Jesus was on the island called Patmos because of God's word, the witness of Jesus. It was Sunday and I was in the spirit praying. I heard a loud voice behind me, trumpet clear and piercing. Write what you see into a book. Send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus, Simna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea. I turned and saw the voice. Wow. I saw a gold menorah with seven branches and in the center, the son of man in a robe and gold breastplate, hair a blizzard of white, eyes pouring fire blaze, both feet furnace-fired bronze, his voice a cataract, right hand holding the seven stars, his mouth a sharp black biting sword, his face a perigee sun. I saw these and fainted dead at his feet. His right hand pulled me upright, his voice reassured me. Verse 17, don't fear. I am first, I'm last, I'm alive. I died, but I came to life. And my life is now forever. See these keys in my hand? They open and lock death's doors. They open and lock hell's gates. Now, write down everything you see. Things are, are things about to be. The seven stars you saw in my right hand and the seven branched gold menorah. Do you want to know what's behind them? The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, the menorahs, seven branches are the seven churches. Praise the Lord. And with that, we've come to the end of today's New Testament Bible reading. Praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for helping share your screen. Right now, we're going to move over to the Old Testament Bible reading. And I would like to welcome the esteemed Pastor Deborah, kindly help us take the Old Testament Bible reading. Over to you, Pastor Deborah. Praise the Lord. Am I being heard? Yes, Ma, we can hear you. Thank you, thank you. I'll just open up my own. Please God, please God, a minute, please. Daniel 11, message translation. Praise God. And I, in my turn, have been helping him out as best as I can ever since the first year in the reign of Darius the Medin. The, king, the kings of the south and the north. But now let me tell you the truth of how things stand. Three more kings of Persia will show up and then a fourth 
you will become richer than, than all of them. When he senses that he is powerful enough as a result of his wealth, he will go to war against the entire kingdom of Greece. Then a powerful king will show up and take over a huge territory and run things just as he pleases. But at the, but at the height of his power, with everything seemingly under control, his kingdom will split into four parts, like the four points of the compass. But his heirs won't get in on it. There will be no continuity with his kingship. Others will tear it to pieces and grab whatever they can get for themselves. Next to the king of the south will grow strong, or one of his princes will grow stronger than he and rule even more, even larger territory. After a few years, the two of them will make a pact and the daughter of the king of the south will marry the king of the north to cement the peace agreement. But her influence will weaken and her children will not survive. She and her servants, her child and her husband will be betrayed. Sometime later, a member of the royal family will show up and take over. He will take command of his army and invade the defenses of the king of the north and win a resounding victory. He will load up the Ating gods and all the gold and the silver trinkets that go with them and cut them off to Egypt. Eventually, the king of the north will recover and invade the country of the king of the south, but unsuccessfully. They will have to retreat. But then his sons will raise a huge army and rush down like a flood, a, a torrential attack on the defenses of the south. Furious, the king of the south will come out and engage the king of the north and his huge army in battle and route, and route them. As the corpses are cleared from the field, the king, inflamed with bloodlust, will go on a bloodletting rampage, massacring tens of thousands. But his victory won't last long, for the king of the north will put together another army, bigger than the last one, and after a few years, he will come back to do battle again with his immense army and endless supplies. In those times, many others will get into the act and go off to fight against the king of the south. Hotheads from your own people, drunk on dreams, will join them where they will spot her out. When the king of the north arrives, he will build sage works and capture the outposts for fortress cities. The armies of the south will fall to pieces before him. Not even their famous commando shock troops will slow down the attacker. He will march in big, he will march in big as you please, as if he owned the place. He will take over that beautiful country, Palestine, and he will take over that beautiful country, Palestine, and make himself at home in it. Then he will proceed to get everything, lock, stock, and barrel in his control. He will cook up a peace treaty and even give his daughter in marriage to the king of the south in a plot to destroy him totally. But the plot will fizzle, it won't succeed. Later, he will turn his attention to the coastal region and capture a bunch of prisoners. But the general will step in and put a stop to his bullying ways. The, bullying will be bull the bully will be bullied. He will go back home and tend to his own military affairs. But by then, he will be washed up and soon he will be heard of no more. He will be replaced shortly by a real loser. His rule, reputation, and authority already in shreds, and he won't last long. He will slip out of history quietly without even a fight. His place will be taken by a reject, a man's first and passed over for advancement. He will surprise everyone seemingly coming out of nowhere and will seize the kingdom. He will come in like a steamroller, flattering the opposition. Even the prince of the covenant will be crushed. After negotiating a ceasefire, he will betray his terms. With a few henchmen, he will take 
total control, arbitrarily and impulsively, he will invade the richest provinces. He will surpass all his ancestors, near and distant, in his rape of the country, grabbing and looting, living with his coinings in corrupt and lavish luxury. He will make plans against the fortress cities, but they will turn out to be short-sighted. He will get a great army together, all charged up to fight the king of the south. The king the king of the south in response will get his army, an even greater army in place, ready to fight. But he won't be able to sustain that intensity for long because of the treacherous treacherous intrigues in his own ranks. He's caught having been honeycombed with vicious plots. His army will be smashed. The battlefield, the battlefield, his army will be smashed. The battlefield filled with corpses. The two kings, each with evil designs on the other, will sit at the conference table and trade lies. Nothing will come of the treaty, which is nothing but a tissue of lies anyway. But that's not the end of it. There's more to this story. The king of the north will go home loaded with his plunder, but his mind will be set on destroying the holy covenant as he passes through the north, the country on his way home. One year later, he will mount a fresh, a fresh invasion of the south, but the second invasion won't compare to the first. When the Roman ships arrive, he will turn trail and go back home. But as he passes through the country, he will be filled with anger at the Holy Covenant. He will take up with all those who betray the Holy Covenant, favoring them. The bodyguards surrounding him will march in and desecrate the sanctuary and citadel. They will throw out the daily worship and set up in his place the obscene sacrilege. The king of the north will play up to those who betray the Holy Covenant, corrupting them even further with his seductive talk. But those who stay courageously loyal to their God will take a strong stand. Those who keep their heads on straight will teach the crowds right from wrong by their example. They will be put to severe testing for a season. Some killed, some burned, some exiled, some robbed. When the testing is intense, they will get some help, but not much. Many of the helpers will be half-hearted at best. The testing will refine, cleanse, and purify those who keep their heads on straight and stay true, for there is still more to come. Meanwhile, the king of the north will do whatever he pleases. He will puff himself up and posture himself as greater than any god. He will even dare to brag and boast in defiance of the god of gods. He will get he will get by with it for a while until the time of wrathful judgment is completed. For what is decreed must be done. He will have no respect for the gods of his ancestors, not that popular favorite among women, Adonis, not even that popular favorite among women, Adonis, computers of every god and goddess, the king of the north will puff himself up greater than all of them. He will even stoop to despising the god of the holy ones. And in the place where God is worshipped, he will put on exhibit with a lavish show of silver and gold and jewels, a new god that no one has ever heard of. Marching under the banner of a strange god, he will attack the key fortresses. He will promote everyone who falls into line behind his god, putting them in positions of power and paying them off with grants of land. In the final wrap-up of this story, the king of the south will confront him, but the king of the north will come at him like a tornado, unleashing chariots and horses and an um, amadan of ships. He will blow away anything in his path. As he enters the beautiful land, people will fall before him like dominoes. Only Edom, Moab, and a few Amorites will escape. As he reaches out, grabbing country after country, not even Egypt will be exempt. He will confiscate the treasuries of Egyptian gold and silver and other valuables. The Libyans and Ethiopians will fall in with him. Then disturbing reports will come in from the north and east and will throw him into a panic, towering in rage. He will push to stab 
to stamp out the threat, but he will no sooner leave pitched camp between the Mediterranean Sea and the Holy Mountain, all those royal tents, then he will meet his end, and not a soul around him who can help him. Daniel 12, the worst trouble the world has ever seen. That's when Michael, the great angel prince, champion of your people, will step in. It will be a time of trouble, the worst trouble the world has ever seen. But your people will be saved from the trouble. Every last one found written in the book. Many who have been long dead and buried will wake up, some to eternal life, others to eternal shame. Praise the Lord. Daniel 11 that we just read is what we are seeing right now in the end time. So just in case it sounds strange. Pastor had talked about it in the Your Love All series, season one, season two, season three. Okay, continuing in Daniel chapter 12, verse three. Men and women who have lived wisely. Now this is the rapture. Men and women who have lived wisely and well will shine brightly like the clouds and stars drill night skies. And those who put others on the right path to life will glow like stars forever. Those are the soul winners. This is a covenant. This is a confidential report. Daniel, for your eyes and ears only. Keep it secret. Put the book under lock and key until the end. In the interim, there is going to be a lot of frantic running around trying to figure out what's going on. As I, Daniel, took all this in, two figures appeared and standing on this bank of the river and one on the other bank. One of them asked the third man who was dressed in linen and was straddled and who straddled the river how long is this astonishing story to go on for the man dressed in linen who straddled the river raised both hands to the skies i heard him solemnly swear by the eternal one that it will be a time two times and a half three and a half years then when the oppressor of the holy people was brought down, the story will be complete. I heard all this plainly enough, but I didn't understand it. So I asked, Master, can you explain this to me? Go on about your business, Daniel, he said. The message is confidential and under lock and key until the end, until things are about to be wrapped up. The populace will be washed clean and made like new, but the wicked will just keep on being wicked. Hmm. Without a clue about what is happening, those who live wisely and well, we understand what's going on. Thank God we understand what's going on. From the time that the daily worship is banished from the temple and the obscene desecration is set up in its place, there will be 1,290 days. That is three and a half years. Blessed are those who patiently make it through the 1,335 days. Still three and a half years, Pastor explained that to us, um, the counting of the years. And you go about your business without fretting or worrying. Relax when it's all over. You will be on your feet to receive your reward. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Praise God. I believe that's where we end. Hallelujah. Over to Brother Martins on the call. Praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. Depending on what part of the world you're connected from at this time, I'd like to say a big thank you to the esteemed Stamata for this wonderful privilege to take us through the affirmation and communion. Praise the Lord. The affirmation is on the screen. We start our affirmation by taking our names. My name is, you say your name. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. The next paragraph, I, your name, I'm granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The third paragraph, I, your name, I love abounds more and more in knowledge and in all judgments. At this point, I will kindly ask you to please unmute your mics as we take our affirmation at the count of three. One, two, three. My name is you. I'm 
Hallelujah. At this point, we'll be going straight to the communion segment of today's meeting. Praise the Lord. Please kindly don't unmute your mic at this time, please. Thank you so much. Praise God. Our text is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. If I receive of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus the same night in which he was betrayed to bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful day. It's a beautiful day that you have made, and we, are, we rejoice and we are glad in it. We thank you. For the breaking of bread this day, we declare in the name of the Lord Jesus as we break this bread. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. Praise God. After the same manner, also we took the cup when you are soft. So in this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This two years soft as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Praise God. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Jesus is coming again soon. All the pointers, everything that the Bible talks about that will usher in his coming has happened. Everything, everything to the last. But there's one remarkable thing that is happening now. Many preachers have talked about it over and over again. But I want to reiterate it this morning because the Spirit of God is asking me to say it again. It is the wealth transfer. It is the wealth transfer. And it is also the discomfiting of all those, all the people that seemingly have power and have chosen to rise against God. They will all be beaten down just as the prince of Assyria was beaten down. We all be beaten down. Praise God. And be conscious of this very thing, that there's a transfer of inheritance to you. The Bible says, Praise God. 
the inner expectation of creation, everything that was created, everything that was created, the inner expectation is the manifestation of the sons of God. The Bible says, now are we the sons of God? Yes. Yes, we are manifesting. We are doing, we are showing for the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And today, lo krasi fro lekondos arigro izekelan de sevrati. Kalogos dejelemendia. Everything that stands against you or that has stood against you in the past is beaten down by the power of the Holy Ghost. Beaten down. Yes, they will fall down flat before you because it is God's solemn decree. Nothing can withstand this. And they will speed, so much speed, so much speed of accomplishments. Rokro Dakos, Egressi Fratosi Gilai, Mangro Digos, Ogras Pija, Takaziko Sonta, Lovra, the speed of accomplishment. Go ahead and take the copy for now. Speed of accomplishment, speed. Paragaba Shata Cabrade. On Takaba Shikababaya. Raki Katoko Poko Zegila Crastos. Go from Nigizelegidaiko, Tundre Ingaskari. Speed of accomplishments by the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. Thank you, Father. Lord, we give you praise. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, what is man that thou art mindful of him? For this son of man, Kagapus. Yes, but you have exalted man above all your creations and made man to be in power with you. Lord, it's an honor, it's a privilege. Thank you. We give you praise, Father. You'll be all the glory forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory to God. Glory to God. Once again, I'd like to say a very big thank you. I'd like to say a very big thank you to your esteemed Stamaka for this wonderful privilege. At this point, I'll hand over to Sister Joy to take us through the remaining part of the meeting. Thank you, everyone, and have a beautiful day. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed Brother Martins. Praise God. Thank you, esteemed Sister Maka, for this wonderful opportunity. Praise the Lord. Right now, we'd like to um, recognize those that are joining us for the first time today. If today is your first time of joining this beautiful family of God, and please for those of us that invite our friends, please let's kindly do well to put them through how to connect to the meeting before the meeting, because sometimes some of them connect, but they are not able to connect to the audio. I can see... Uh, or Sarah Men Allen. I don't know if he's a brother or a sister, but the person is not connected to the audio and has been connected for a while. So please let's always take our time to put our friends and loved ones through when we invite them. Praise God. All right. So if today is your first time of joining this beautiful family of God, you're welcome. You're so happy to have you join us. We'd like to meet you specially. So ask that you kindly drop your full name, where you're connected from, and tell us the amazing person that invited you to this beautiful family of God. Praise God. So if it's your first time, we'd like to know your name. We'd like to know where you're connected from. And we'll also like to know who invited you. Hallelujah. This is inspired by the World Global Family. And on a daily basis between the hours of 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. GMT plus one, we connect to pray, we study the word, we affirm words, we break bread, we inspire one another. And it's always a glorious time in God's presence. One thing is certain as you connect with us on a daily basis, your life will not remain the same again in the name of Jesus. And we look forward to your amazing testimonies. Praise the Lord. I can see Brother King's hand up. 
Please, if it's your first time, kindly drop a message in the chat room telling us your name, where you're connected from, and who invited you. Praise the Lord. Also, if today is your birthday, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If today is your birthday, born after, a day after Pastor Chris, kindly drop a message for us in the chat room telling us if it's your birthday or your wedding anniversary, or if you know anyone who is celebrating today and you would like us to pray for them, please drop a message in the chat room. Hallelujah. I can see um, Brother Ozani. He said he's connected from Lagos. You are so welcome. Please kindly let us know who invited you. Praise the Lord. Once again, I'd like to say a very big welcome to each and every one of us. Thank you so much for consistently connecting on a daily basis for us to make powers available and to inspire one another. Okay, Brother Hosani says um, it's his second time. All right, you're welcome. Sister Jane from Nigeria, invited by the esteemed Amarak. You're welcome. We are so happy to have you all. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka for this wonderful opportunity. Such a very beautiful privilege to always welcome our first timers and also to wish all of our celebrants happy birthday. Thank you so much, Ma, for this opportunity. Over to you, Ma. Thank you, Ma. Thank you, esteemed Sister Joy. And I'd like to especially welcome those that are joining us for the first time. <clears throat> King Hosani, I see you, your second time, invited by Sister Stephanie and Anna. <clears throat> Jane, I see you. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. And we trust that you've both had a great time today. Praise the Lord. Okay. I don't see any birthday celebrants, but happy birthday to anyone out there. Happy wedding anniversary. Whatever the occasion, thank God for the gift of life and for the gift of love and family and loved ones. Praise God. We have come to the end of our devotion for today and we are going to have a great day. Receive the words that have comfort and ensure that you enjoy your day. Praise God. At this moment, I'll call on us to unmute as we share the benediction and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet solution of the Holy Spirit is with us now and forever. Amen. And surely, God's mercy for us all the days of our life, we will burn in the house of God forever and ever and ever. Jesus, have a blessing. Have a great day, everyone.